Welcome to Mile Repeats, a mini version of my Run This World with Nicole DeBoom podcast. I'm Nicole DeBoom, former pro athlete turned entrepreneur and podcast host. With Mile Repeats, I bring you short snippets from people who are willing to share their life lessons in the hopes that it will help us feel less alone in this crazy world. All in the time it takes for us to walk or run a mile, that's 8 to 20 minutes roughly, give or take a few hundred meters. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. I think we have the sexiest voiced guest ever on the show today, Miss Sandy Steiner. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, welcome to Real Women Vignettes. Is that a word? Vignette? Is that like a small story thing? I thought it was something you put in a salad. Oh, well, that sounds good, too. So, Sandy, you are in Boulder, actually, Lions, Colorado, right now. Why are you here? The Skirt Sports Retreat. Uh Uh-huh. Capped off by the Skirt Sports 13-er? Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I forget I have to run on Sunday. Because you're a runner, and it's something you love. Absolutely. I mean, do you would you say that running is something that defines you? Absolutely. Really? And why? Like, when when did this happen in your life? Oh, geez, I've been running off and on since like high school, but I got back into it back in about 2010, and I just like the way I feel when I run. I feel free. So, but between high school and 2010 was quite a few years. <laughs> right. Well, I ran in the military. We had to do long distance runs and hikes in the military, in the army. And I did a couple marathons between um, then and 2010 when I got back into it. Okay. So tell me about your uh, armed forces experience. Like why? Did you enlist? Yes, I did. I was, uh, went in when I was 17 years old into the Army Reserves. I was a heavy construction equipment operator. And uh, we had to do long road marches, and some of them were up to 20 miles. And that was the furthest I'd ever gone at 17 years old. Well, okay, I kind of want to go back for a minute because 17, young woman joined military. Um, I mean, had you graduated high school? Yeah, I graduated, and then I um, went away to basic training right after high school. So did you feel like that was your calling? Uh, I wanted to go active duty, but my mom put the foot down because I wasn't 18, so I couldn't. But she said I could um, go in and do the Army Reserve. Okay, so I guess I'm just trying to get the core of like, is it because you wanted to help people because you felt a loyalty to our country? Like what called you to do this? And the reason I'm bugging you about it is because I don't know actually any other women who enlisted at 17 years old. Definitely a calling to help the country. Uh, I thought maybe I might get to do a little uh, time overseas at one point, but they never called our unit up. But it was definitely a calling. And I just think it's fantastic when young people join the service. Wow. Okay. So were you living in Michigan? Yes. Okay, so born, bred, still, and you love it there. Um, So you say, you know, you got back into running in 2010. How old were you? Not that we're going to age you or anything. I'm not good at public math. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 49 in July. Right, so So you're in your early (laughs) 40s, and all of a sudden running calls to you, and, and we know you've just said that running 
is something that you identify yourself as a runner, right? Right. So when you jump back in in your 40s, why? Had something been going on in your life that you needed needed this? No, my husband came home from the library with a book and he got a crazy idea about running ultra marathons. So from zero to ultra? I did the marathons as training for the ultra. Shut up. Is there such a thing as couch to ultra? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) You're living proof. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I kind of want to understand a little more of um, some more of like why running fuels your soul. So take me through, share some stories or give me some events here. Something that happens that like a place that you go when you're out there moving your feet. Well, my passion is the trail running. I like being out in the woods and on the dirt paths and climbing up and down hills and not seeing all the cars and houses and traffic and noise. It's just nice and peaceful out there and you get to see some pretty cool wildlife out in the middle of the woods. But the cool thing about trail running, especially with ultras, is the people you get to meet. You will find people that you maybe hike with or run with or even walk with or cry with, depending on what you're doing. That's true. Commiseration. But you will uh, spend a lot of time with complete strangers and passing the time, you might tell stories about your life, what you do for work or uh, about other races you've run, but you make friends. And I have come up with so many friends just from doing the trail races and ultra marathons and even marathons too now. Just uh, you form a common bond. I mean, there's such a connection that you make out there when you're suffering. Exactly. (laughs) So you said, you know, you tell stories about your life. Like what stories about your life come up when you're out there? Are they the big ones or the little everyday things? Oh, anything to make the time pass. It might just be a telling a joke or something that happened to you that was funny or some mistake you made at a race that you learned an experience from that maybe that person's new to running and they'll learn something from it. All right. So tell us something. Give us one of those awesome stories. Oh, well, getting lost on the trail, um, tripping and falling, things like that, that when something like that happens and it can either make or break your day. But one one memory I have that I've told this story to a lot of people, especially when they've recently fallen and you can see the blood coming down their leg on the tra- when they're running down the trail and you can just tell they're practically defeated. And I'll tell them a story about the first time that I fell and took a pretty good cut on the leg. It, it was at my first 50 miler. And uh, I I fell pretty hard, and it's always in front of people. I never fall when I'm alone, so there's always a ton of witnesses. <laughs> and I got up, and I'm trying not to cry and be a big baby because it hurt. So I just tried to shake it off, and uh, they have aid stations at the races every so many miles, and I had all this blood coming down my leg, and there's all this dirt in the wound, and I came up to the aid station, and my husband was there waiting for me, just supporting me along the way. And I got up there and he saw all the blood coming down my leg. And he said he thought I was done just because I'd never fallen that hard at a race before. And this little girl that was working with her dad at the aid station, she she looks right at me and she just starts laughing. And she says, my daddy says, if the bone ain't showing, you got to keep going. Oh! And that, it just made me laugh and I shook it off. And I didn't even let my husband clean the wound up. I just kept running. It was oh. just something to make my day. But if you tell someone a story like that, just something that makes them laugh along the way, it takes their uh, mind off of the pain they're going through. Oh, I freaking love that story. That girl, she's brilliant. Yeah, and her dad 
is an ultra runner guy that I've known for years now. Great friend. So we can't really steal that and claim it as our own quote because the guy might know. No, he'd be okay with it. Okay, cool. All right, stolen. It's our quote now. It's going on a tank top. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it might. Um, (laughs) So you keep mentioning this husband of yours who I have met. Awesome guy. Uh, How long you guys been together? 20 years this past March. Wow. And tomorrow's his birthday. Um. It, so was there tell me about like when he came into your life was it through sport or when you were in the military or what actually uh, I was training for the Chicago Marathon when I met him and he uh, bumped into me several months later because I met him through a coworker and she set us up on the date but when I ran into him that second time he was asking me all about the marathon and how it went and it inspired him to want to do a marathon so we went and did a Chicago Marathon together. And that was like it, the bonding experience, like lots of snots and boogers and, and you know, crying and pain, and suddenly you're bonded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, he'll, he'll tell the story a little differently. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love it. But, you know, we do need supporters in our life, and it's really cool when you come together through that common shared interest. Yeah, we call him my Sherpa now. He comes to a lot of my races and takes care of all my accessories and needs and fueling and I support him in his bicycle adventures yeah well you know what is it that makes you want to keep doing this crazy stuff and get tattoos that commemorate the fact that you do this crazy long ultra running the coolest thing to me is that I would have never thought I could do anything like this, that it was never anything that I thought would be attainable. When I first heard about ultras, I I thought, oh, those are for elite athletes. Those are for people who run seven minute miles or whatever. And I'm kind of a slow poke, but I enjoy it. Uh, You know, whatever speed I'm going, I'm having fun with it. Okay, wait, so for people to relate, like, those people who are listening and are saying to themselves, I could never run that, what does it mean to be a slow poke? Well, at a 100-mile race, you can average a pace of about 18-minute miles mm-hmm. over 30 hours to yep. finish a 100-miler. So that sounded achievable, but then you have to factor in bathroom breaks, refilling water bottles, maybe changing your shoes if you're having a problem. Mm-hmm. Walking slows you down quite a bit. Yep. There's a lot of hills. Yep. And you can waste a good hour or two just on little things like that so that cuts the time down but I kind of wanted to see if I could do it after reading that book that my husband brought home and uh, so I signed up for that first race and once I finished that race I thought I, I would have never thought I could have done it so no one was telling me I couldn't except me so when I finally achieved it I felt like I was capable of more than I thought I originally was I mean that's a really powerful statement no one was telling me I couldn't except me. Mm-hmm. Sandy Steiner, you didn't realize how wise you were. That nugget will be $5, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's roll into our final nugget, because this is a mini, one of the mini Run This World vignettes, if that's a real word. Um, and let's go right to it. If you can give our listeners one final nugget, one final, final nugget, it might cost me 50 bucks. <laughs> Um, to help them run their worlds in a bigger and better way, what would it be? Don't let anyone define your capabilities except you. And you are capable of far more than you ever think you would be. Bam.
It's a wrap. It's a home run. <laughs>